Welcome to the Refuge Podcast from Trinity United Methodist Church in Ruston, Louisiana. Our prayer is that God uses this time to speak specifically to you, regardless of where you are on your faith journey. We'd like to also invite you to worship with us every Sunday morning at 1045, either in person or online at www.trinityruston.org. Thanks for listening. So today, you know, I have two Sundays left, this Sunday and next Sunday. And so I wanted to go back and revisit those scriptures that we talked about a few weeks, that a few weeks ago where Jesus was talking to his disciples right before his crucifixion. And he was really trying to lay it all into them and and just help them to understand a few things he thought were gonna be important for his departure. And so two weeks ago, I preached from chapter 14 of John. And so this week, I'm gonna preach from John 15. And so if you have your Bibles, I invite you to open them. It's John 15, one through eight. Otherwise, the scripture will be on the screen. Hear these words. I am the true vine, and my father is the vine grower. He removes every branch in me that bears no fruit. Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes to make it bear more fruit. You have already been cleansed by the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me as I abide in you. Just as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit because apart from me, you can do nothing. Whoever does not abide in me is thrown away like a branch and withers. Such branches are gathered, thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask for whatever you wish and it will be done for you. My father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. Let us pray. God, may all that might distract us in these next few minutes fall away so that all that remains is your voice speaking clearly to us. For we know, God, that you are speaking if we would but open our ears to hear. Amen. So in the Stevens household, it is crunch time. We are six days from when the movers come, and so we've kind of gotten to that point where we're frantically packing constantly and sorting through all kinds of things. You know, it is amazing how much stuff you can acquire in six years. And so we've been doing that little game that you do sometimes when you're packing up, either if you're going through an estate situation or maybe you're moving, where you ask, why have I kept it this long? And so that's kind of the game. Do you really want this? I don't know, maybe it'll be useful later. Do we really want to keep it? And so we've been in that pruning process. In fact, just yesterday, we got to the closet um, in our bedroom, and up on a top shelf, there was some stuff that we set there six years ago. Haven't touched it, haven't moved it, and we actually had to have the conversation. Should we move it again? I mean, maybe this time we'll actually use it. In the end, we decided that it was time for it to go. And so a lot has been purged this time around, probably because thanks to Corona, we've been home a lot more. And so we've had more time to really think about what is important and whether we really need certain things in our life. Our scripture reading this morning provides us this image of God 
sorting and pruning his vineyard in much the same way that we are sorting and pruning through the things in our home. It's the kind of thing that God does to enable us to be more fruitful and to make room for the things that really matter, to make room for growth. Jesus uses everyday images whenever he speaks to the people. And so this image of the vineyard is familiar to him and to his community. Almost everyone there that had a little bit of land would have had a vineyard. And if you go to the Middle East today, you see a lot of different vineyards and trees and other things, a lot of farming that takes place there. And so Jesus says, I am the vine and you are the branches. And then he talks about how the vine grower is watching these branches very, very carefully. And I I have this image in my mind of him just standing over it with these shearers and this fire burning off to the side. And it does freak me out a little bit, I just have to say. Makes me very nervous. Um, I told the group this morning that then I remember I'm very fruity, so I don't have a whole lot to worry about. Um, But I do worry about some of you. So there's that. But it's true for all of us. He's, it's this image for each of the branches that he's standing over and watching. It's evident that 2020 has been a pruning year unlike any I think many of us have seen in our lifetime. It started with a virus that forced us to separate for a while and, and to really do without certain things, to reevaluate certain parts of our lives and to adapt to slow down a bit. And then there was the killing of George Floyd, which has brought to light a great deal of pain and fear and prejudice and things that maybe we didn't want to see. And in the midst of all of these conversations being had, a pruning seems to be taking place as we engage in this painful process of growing in wisdom and stature. You know, just this week for me personally, I have heard a lot of stories from my friends and even from folks that I don't know that I never really had ears to hear before. It wasn't that these things weren't happening. It wasn't that these stories weren't being told. I just think I wasn't really listening. And so I learned some things about myself, some things that were really hard um, to hear. And I learned some things about my community and about my country And it was this wake-up call that I really need to do a better job of paying attention and then moving beyond just listening to really working for greater change. And so I feel like I'm growing. I'm hopeful that others are growing too. And then there is this tropical storm that is coming towards us, like right up the state. And so I read a meme that said, whoever was supposed to go to Nineveh, please go ahead and go already. And that is what it kind of feels like because quite frankly, it is a little bit overwhelming. And the easiest thing to do when we are overwhelmed is just to shut down, to retreat within ourselves, to try to wait for things to just settle down or go away as if they will. This is what I believe that Jesus feared his disciples were going to do. He knew that the next, the next step was going to be really painful for them, walking through the crucifixion, and a lot of things were going to change. And I think there was a part of him that was really worried that they were going to try to just immediately run back to the lives that they knew before they met him, even if those lives no longer really fit them, even if they had grown. 
And so he's trying to offer them some kind of alternative when things change. And so out of concern for them, and out of concern for all of us who would come, he offers this different way of handling the inevitable challenges that come to us in this life. He invited us instead of leaning out to lean in, and the word that he uses is abide. The most common way to talk about abiding is to say to dwell in. And so we say things like we invite Jesus in to dwell in our heart. The Holy Spirit dwells in me. I shared years ago with this community that when I invited Jesus into my heart, I really actually thought like this little plastic type of Jesus came and like if you opened me up, you'd see little Jesus just saying hey and that's kind of how I imagined it in my head. To dwell, I think, is a really good definition for abide, but it loses something in translation like a lot of things do. Allowing God to dwell in us indicates an intensity that goes beyond our own comfort and our own understanding. Sometimes this intensity feels too much and we get in the space of trying to protect ourselves even for God, from God. We, we don't want him really to do the things that are necessary for us to truly abide together because it's hard and it's painful and it requires listening in new ways and it requires change and giving some things up. But if God is the keeper of the vineyard and Jesus is the vine, then we are simply the branches. So shouldn't we trust him enough to look into our lives, to reveal to us that which is hindering us, and then to carefully prune it back? Can a branch do that for itself? Of course not. Would we do it even if we could? Probably not. We get in these comfortable spaces even if they're not healthy, and we tend to stay there. We like to be in control, to do things on our own terms, But here's the thing, God doesn't work that way. We do not get to control God. From the beginning, God has set the rules, the terms, if you will, for our relationship with him. Because remember, he is the keeper of the vineyard. It is his vineyard. Maybe he gives us stewardship over it, but it doesn't belong to us. And I think sometimes we fool ourselves when we think it does. If we don't like it, my grandmother used to say, well, too bad. You can get glad in the same pants that you got mad in. You see, the truth is, we don't have the capacity to think and to see in the way that God does. Our perspectives are so very limited. It's interesting to me how arrogant we can be sometimes when we believe that we have this ability to know all things for all people as if we were God. Truthfully, we only know what we know. And we are informed by a lot of things that are our own experience, but other people have different experiences in their lives which inform them. And so part of the challenge for us as human beings, as a, as a body, a holistic body, is to come together and to recognize those differences, not to diminish them, but to allow them to create the fuller story of what God is doing in our world because we can't think as deeply or as clearly as God does. God is the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. 
which means that God's wisdom far outweighs any that we might ever hope to acquire in this lifetime, but we are still called to keep growing, to keep pushing and learning and coming together as a body. And we do this only by abiding in him. I heard a story years ago, which I shared once, about a young father who was struggling after his wife died, and his son couldn't quite understand what had happened, and he kept asking, Daddy, where's Mama? Where's Mama? When's she coming home? She's been gone. Where is she? And it was nighttime, and he was trying to get him to sleep, and he couldn't find the words, and so he just picked him up, and he brought him to his room, and he laid him beside him. And in the dark, the little boy reached out and he touched his dad's face and he said, is your face towards me? And he said, yes, son. And he said, okay, I can go to sleep as long as your face is towards me. And the dad began to pray over him and said, I cannot see through the dark right now, but if your face, God, is towards me, then I can do this. And that is what it means to abide in him and allow him to abide in us. There is great power in abiding in him. With his power as the vine, we can join together as the branches. You know, I had this living example, though, of what happens sometimes when we don't. In my backyard, Well, really, it's in my neighbor's backyard. There is this tree, and it loves to throw these kind of things into my backyard. Um, And they're usually green and beautiful when they come in, but after they've been off the tree for a while, they, of course, turn brown and they die. And this is what God is saying. When, When you don't abide in me, there is no life. The branch apart from the vine, just as the branch apart from the tree ceases to grow ceases to be, and so we need God. But I think so often we cling to these things that no longer have life, that God has pruned away from us and has invited us to let go of, but we cling so closely to them. And what happens is when dead branches hang inside the tree, when they're not properly pruned away, in the body, then they cause other things to decay and they block the light from coming in and they can cause the tree to be very unhealthy. And so that's part of the importance of the pruning. And so I wonder if, what if the invitation for us today is to be bold enough to ask God, what is it that I am really hanging on to as a source of life that really is not life-giving? What are the ways in which my doing that has been blocking the light for the other branches? How have I contributed to their inability to grow and thrive and live? Am I blocking your light? How might I be a part of working with you to change that? What do we need to let go of, Lord? What do we need to do to make more room for your light, and for the others around us, those that are desperately seeking to grow, so that together we might become a fuller picture of what you want this world to be. You know, if the word of the Lord lives in you, Jesus says, 
Anything you ask in my name will be given to you. Now that's not a free-for-all to make a magic wish and like, I, Lord, I ask for a Ferrari in your name and it comes. I don't think that is how that works or at all what Jesus meant. I think what he's saying is that when you ask God for wisdom, God will give you wisdom. God will give you help in times of trouble, provision, guidance, passion, strength, forgiveness, mercy, peace, courage, shelter, a resting place, a purpose, all those things that he talks about as gifts of the spirit when we pray for those, when we abide in him and he abides in us, he provides those things for us. And so I just want today to encourage you, to encourage you to continue to stay open to where the spirit might be leading us as a community, for us not to become closed off, for us to trust enough in the one who put us all here together in the first place to prune, to push, to challenge, to allow room for growth. Let us pray. Gracious God, more of you, less of me. More of you, less of me. More of you, less of us, God, until we come to that place where all that remains is you. For in you is life. For it is you that we can trust. Even when we cannot see, if your face is towards us, we will make it through. And so be with us now, O God, as we struggle, as we challenge one another. Thanks for listening to The Refuge Podcast. To find out more about The Refuge and Trinity, visit us online at www.trinityruston.org.